0: Well,
1: It. We are the Stink Show. Uh, what is this? Episode 6, I think, of the 5th season. Um, and I just deleted a bunch of the first season stuff for no reason today, because I, I don't know. I want to, I wanted, I wanted to impress the sponsors group. I don't. What the fuck? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but we are on... What page are we on? We are on page 96. And uh, they just... There's a few good men. They just uh, cross-examined... Uh, the doctor, and, it, and they did the whole, uh, you know, I strenuously object, and they had the whole, the whole fucking fart about it. and Why do you like them? Why do you hate them? They're on a wall. They're a bunch of bullies. Ah, uh, fuck, whatever. But anyway, uh, and then uh, Sam says, hey, don't worry about this. Don't worry about the doctor. This trial starts Monday. This is when it gets good, right? Okay, uh, we, page 96, interior, Kathy's apartment night. A baseball game is on. Uh, personally, I'm not a big baseball fan. I think I told on one of the previous ones, maybe Fight Club, about where my fucking my, my car burned down at 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 uh, Angel Stadium, and uh, yeah, it didn't go well. It was, a, it was a fucking bitch, big old bitch of a fucking deal. You know what I just realized? Since Marla's fucking asleep on my chair, I've been using this stool, and I didn't adjust the microphone, so the audio might be completely dog shit. You guys will deal with it. Uh, baseball game is on. Caffey's pacing slowly around carrying his baseball bat. He thinks better with his baseball bat. That's me adding it, but you know that it's like, it comes up. He's looking at a blackboard as he walks around the room. Studying it, studying it hard. There's a knock on the door. Caffey answers it. Joe is standing in the doorway. Oh, good God. Here's Joe. Joe, sorry to bother you. I should have called first. Fuck, dude. Do you remember when people used to fucking A, call and say, I'm coming over? And you'd be like, what the fuck are you coming over here for? And then before that, people just came over. Like People were like, hi, I'm just, we're just here to say hi, how you doing? Get the fuck away from me. You don't know where, get the fuck, fuck you. Text me that shit. But in the 90s, you couldn't do that. You'd just knock on the door and go, sorry, I'm here to bother you. Fuck, okay, come on in. Uh, so Kathy says, no, I was just watching baseball. Uh, Joe says, I was wondering if, uh, how would you feel about me taking you to dinner tonight? Uh, Joe, are you asking me out on a date? No. It sounded like you were asking me out on a date. I wasn't. I've been asked out on dates before, and that's what it sounded like. Do you like seafood? I know a good seafood place. So they don't really resolve that, if it's a fucking date or not. But it's going to be at a seafood place. Here we go. On the Virginia side of the Potomac. God, I'm not much of a fucking patriot. On the Virginia side of the Potomac... By the way, I've always thought Virginia was down south. When I found out it was on the north, it fucking it blew me away. Kathy and Joe are, are sitting in, at the table finishing up dinner. My, my third case... She's, she's, she's fucking giving his, him his resume. My third case was a drunk and disorderly. The, the trial lasted nine weeks, and I rounded up 31 people to, who were in the bar that night. Nine weeks on a and d What was the prosecutor offering? Days. I, I, I think that's just a placeholder for whatever would be right there because I don't think it's days. Uh, well, you hustled the shit out of him. After that, they moved me to inter- internal affairs. Tough to blame them. Where I've earned two Distinguished Service Medals and two Letters of Accommodation. Why are you always giving me your resume? Because I think uh, I, I think I want you to think I'm a good lawyer. Because I want you to think I'm a good lawyer. I do. Page 98. No, you don't. I think you're an exceptional... Uh, my goodness. I'll get it a stink can't pronounce words take a drink Mm -mm. Uh, I think you're an exceptional lawyer I watch the jurors they respond to you they like you Uh, I see you convincing them I think Dawson and Downey are going to end up owing their lives to you that's a little much It's fucking a little much Uh, Kathy Joe, I think you have to prepare yourself for the fact that we're going to lose Ross's opening speech, it was all true I mean, let's pretend for a minute that it would actually matter to the jury that these guys were given an order. We can't prove it ever happened. We'll keep doing what we're doing and we'll put on a good show, but at the end of the day, all we have is the testimony of two people accused of murder. We'll find Markinson. Joe, we're going to lose. And we're going to lose huge. We hold on them for a minute and then in voiceover, hear Howard. Corporal Jeffrey Open Howard Open Corporal Fuck Corporal Jeffrey Owen Howard Marine Barracks Windward Guantanamo Bay Cuba I believe this is um, Oh This is uh, it, Well well, It's Corporate Howard But it, it's either uh, Cuba Goodick Jr. Or um, The the cute kid from The other thing I, I think I said his name At the time What's his name Noah 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 something Trevor Noah uh, Something Noah Brian Noah 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 Wiley Noah Wiley Corporal Howard uh, anyway, Corporal Howard names some reasons why a Marine would get a code red, asks Kathy. Howard, on page 99, being late for platoon or company meetings, keeping his barracks in disorder, falling back on a run. Have you ever received a code red? Uh, Howard, yes, sir. We were doing seven-man assault drills, and my, uh, my weapon slipped. It's just because uh, it was over 100 degrees that day, and my palms were sweaty, and I forgot to use the resin like we were taught. Yeah, this is Noah Wiley. And what happened? That night, the guys in my squad threw a blanket over me and took turns punching me in the arm for five minutes. Then I poured glue on my hands. And it worked, too, because I ain't never dropped my weapon since. Uh, Caffy was Private Santiago ever late for platoon meetings? Yes, sir. Was his barracks ever in disorder? Yes, sir. Did he ever fall back on a run? All the time, sir. Did he ever, prior to the night of August 6th, receive a code red? No, sir. Never? No, sir. You got a code red because your palms were sweaty. Why didn't Santiago, this burden to his unit, ever get one? Dawson wouldn't allow it, sir. Dawson wouldn't allow it. The guys talked tough about Santiago, but they wouldn't go near him. They were too afraid of Dawson, sir. Object the witness is characterizing. Caffey says, I'll rephrase. Jeffrey, did you ever want to give Santiago a code red? Howard, yes, sir. And why didn't you? Because Dawson kicked my butt, sir. Good enough. Lieutenant Ross is going to ask you some questions now. Ross takes three books out of his briefcase and puts them on the table. He brings one to Howard. Ross, Corporal Howard, I hold here the Marine Guide and General Information Handbook for new recruits. Are you familiar with this book? Howard, yes, sir. Ross, have you read it? Yes, sir. Good. Would you turn to the chapter that deals with Code Reds, please? Howard, sir, just flip to the page in the book that discusses Code Reds. Well, sir, you see... Code Red is a term we use, it's just used down here at Gitmo, sir. I I, I don't know if it's actually, Ross has produced another book. Ross, we're in luck then. The Marine Corps Guide for Century Duty. Navy Base, Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. I assume we'll find the term Code Red in its definition in this book. Am I correct? No, sir. No? Corporal Howard, I'm a Marine. Is there no book, no manual, or pamphlet, no set of orders or regulations that let me know that as a Marine one of my duties is to perform Code Reds? No, sir. No book, sir. No further questions. Ross sits. Caffey walks over to Ross's table and picks up one of the books. He brings it to Howard. Actually, he takes it right out of his hand. It's pretty slick. Uh, Yeah, it's one of the the cool... Whatever. It's good. This is a great scene. uh, Caffey, Caffey, corporal, would you turn to the page in this book that says where the enlisted men's mess hall is? Lieutenant Caffey, that's not in the book, sir. I don't understand. How did you know where the enlisted men's mess hall was if it's not in the book? I guess I just followed the crowd at chat time, sir. No more questions. Kathy chucks the book back on Ross's desk. There's, I think it says it's like a handoff thing. It's pretty cool. Corporal Howard, you can step down. Thank you, sir. Kathy gives Howard a subtle, you did good, kid. Look. And we take a drink. Take a drink. And we cut to. Kathy mm, 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 mm. gives Howard a subtle, you did good. Look. And we cut to page 103, interior the courthouse corridor dusk it's the end of the day session Kathy walks down the hall with sam and joe Caffy seven tonight we'll do a final kendrick review i want to slam dunk this guy slam fucking dunk kendrick kendrick's played by uh dickaberry stone what's his name fucking Kiefer. Kiefer the dickhead fucking sutherland dude for a long time i got Kiefer and keanu mixed up and that's just a shame Cause keanu's keanu's a dream of a human and Ke- Kiefer's a fucking nightmare Although, my mom, and I, we don't, she, I mean, I watched The Matrix, I like The Matrix, and somebody made me watch fucking Speed a little while ago, um, but I've never seen a whole bunch of his movies, I've never seen any John Wicks or anything, um, no fucking, what's the time travel one, Ted and Ted and Bill, Bill, Bill and Ted, never seen it, um, but I, I love the guy, I mean, I've read all the stuff, he, he, he has a motorcycle shop, uh, you know, near, near where, where I used to drive or whatever, and I, I mean, what a great guy, he's just a fucking amazing guy, right, so I've always told my mom, like, yeah, is cool. Uh, anyway, he was on like Kimmel last night or or Colbert, and I, she was like, "Oh, I know you you like this guy. Do you want to watch him?" And I'm like, "He's not. He's, I mean, he's kind of nervous in interviews." And you know, I don't watch late night, but whatever. She texted me. She's like, "This guy was nervous as hell. I thought he was gonna be like Sean Penn." I'm like, "No, he ain't nothing like Sean Penn." Anyway, Keanu's awesome. Kiefer sucks. Had I don't know if he had a drink, but we're gonna slam dunk Kendrick. Cut two. Exterior sa- sidewalk stand. Night. Okay, so it's that guy. Remember that guy with all the fucking sayings? So we're back to that. Caffey's car. As it drives along, this is formatted wrong, but it's Caffey's car as it drives along a street. That's not dialogue. As it drives along a street in D.C. business district, it's, it's evening now, and the windshield wipers are fighting. By the way, it's not raining right now. Rain like hell today. Against the rain, Caffey pulls over at his usual newsstand. He hops out, leaving the, the lights flashing and the doors open, runs to the stand. Kathy, hey, Luther. Luther, uh, Admiral, how's the big case going? No sith grindstone. No flies on you. A rolling stone gathers no moss. I just did a fucking rant about uh, Keith Richards, huh? Because it's fucking Rolling Stones, dude. Fucking JFK cannot be. And we're getting to the Kendrick thing. We're going to slam dunk Kendrick because he's a dickhead, a QAnon dickhead. Rolling stone gathers no moss. Yeah, well, it ain't over till a fat lady sings. It's kind of a fucking outdated saying, but it, it's, they still say it. Ain't that the truth? Catch you tomorrow. I guess opera's just cool with fat shaming. for yeah. people, you know how they get. Yeah, he gets back in his cars, tosses the newspaper on the back seat or on the passenger seat, turns on the ignition, and as soon as he does, a hand is slapped over his mouth. Yeah, we're, he's fucked. Voice over. Voice off screen. It's Matthew Markinson. I don't know why I had to choke him. I don't, I don't know why he had to fucking cover his mouth. And Caffey jumps out of his skin because because sitting in the back seat in civilian clothes is Colonel Markinson. I don't know. Did he did he really fucking, like, put a hand over the mouth? That seems weird. All right, so here comes Markinson. Jesus fucking Christ, you left the door unlocked. Scared the shit out of me. Drive. Are you aware you're under subpoena? Markinson, yes. I'm also aware that the lives of two Marines are in your hands. If there was something I could do about that, I would. But since I can't, all I can do is help you. Why don't you drive, Lieutenant? Yeah, Markinson's a drama queen. I mean, it's sad and everything. And the guy did a great job acting, and I think they both passed away, I believe. But both being the, a character, well, wait, let's keep going. Kathy begins driving this. What, what do you know? Markinson says, I know everything. Was it a code red? Yes. Did Quint- Kendrick give the order? Yes. Did you witness it? I didn't need to. Did you witness it? No. Then how do you know? I know. You know shit. He was never going to be transferred off the base. He was never going to be transferred on the base. That's big fucking news. Thank you, Markinson. And I think that, yeah, Caffy screeches the, the car to the side of the road. He grabs the parking brake, pulls it up. You could just fucking put your turn signal on and put it over. You know, don't be so dramatic. But it's, it's a, actually, it's a, you know, it's a courtroom drama. He turns to Markinson. Markinson continued. Jessup was going to keep him on the base. He said he wanted to be he wanted him to be trained. We've got the transfer order. It's got your signature. I know. I signed it the morning you arrived in Cuba, six days after. Santiago died. <laughs> Caffey's wheels are spinning. He's pumped. Caffey. And he's looking into the rearview mirror the whole time. Uh speaking of rearview mirror, uh I'm still working on my fucking pitch to, to the to the tribute band, to the Pearl Jam thing. I'm hoping I hope I get it. I'm, i I really do kind of feel like I wanna do it. That's your update for now. Uh, So, Caffey, Caffey, I'm going to get you a deal. Some kind of immunity with the prosecutor. In about four days, you're going to appear as a witness for the defense, and you're going to tell the court exactly what you told me. Page 106. Right now, I'm going to check you into a motel, and we're going to get started from the beginning. Markinson, I don't want a deal, and I don't want immunity. Caffey shakes his head and laughs. I want you to know I'm proud of neither what I've done nor what I'm doing. Caffey puts the car in gear, and we cut to take a drink. I need to wet my whistle. Hmm. Mm. Mm. We're back to Caffey's apartment night, where Caffey's just finished telling a story to an amazed Joe and Sam. There's there's just silence. Then Joe has a total adrenaline rush. Well, yeah, where is he? The Route 23 Best Western. Uh, Joe picks up the phone. I want him guarded. It's probably a good idea. Joe into the phone. This is Lieutenant Commander Joanne Galloway. My clearance code is four one one two seven three. Caffey's impressed. Turns to Sam. Clearance code. Joe, thank you. Kathy to Sam, I don't have a clearance code. Do you have it? It's Joe Galloway. I need to secure a witness. He's going to be put in, in the witness protection program. But here's the thing. Markinson, there is no Markinson. He, for the 15 years he was before the JAG Corps, his counterintelligence. There is no Markinson. I love him. That's from earlier, remember? That's from like episode three. Go back and listen if you need to. Hopefully we're going to get to uh, some cool shit. And, and the next time fucking Nicholson pops up, I hope I'm going to get a better fucking impersonation out of me cuz I'm pretty in, I'm 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 disappointed in me. And you guys can, t- can probably sense that in my voice. And I'm I'm disappointed in me that I can't do a jack. He also said that Jessup's lying about the transportation off the base. Jessup said 6th the next morning was the first flight Santiago could have left on. Markinson said there was a plane that left 7 hours earlier. Joe hangs up the phone. Damn. Kathy, that was impressive. Did did you hear what I just said about the flight? Yes. Sam, when a plane takes off from a base, there's got to be some kind of record, right? Uh, We need the Tower Chief's log for Gitmo. Uh, Caffey says, go get it. (laughs) Get it. And Joe says, we're going to win. And Caffey goes, Joe, don't get crazy about this. We don't know who Markinson is. We don't know what the logbook's going to say. You just concentrate on Downey. I'm going to talk to Ross and tell him where we are. Joe, sing songy. Caffey's got his case now. Caffey's got his case now. Joseph, Joe's like back and forth with this. Like she's either like you're my hero, and I want you to think I'm a good lawyer, or she's like you're a piece of shit, and I hate you. And you're a fucking ambulance chaser. Chicks, right? <laughs> By the way, um, still haven't done it yet for the previous three or four fucking movies, but we are going to do a Bechtel report on this too. And this one might have a chance, but we'll find out. This one's definitely got less flaws out-and-out out, out out flaws about female representation. Um, but again, this is a very male-dominated film in a very male-dominated situation, right, the, the military. But uh, we'll, we'll, I'll get my Bechdel ladies on it, we'll, we'll we'll wheel back when this is over, and we'll talk about it on all of these, okay? Cool. Uh, Kathy, you are like seven of the strangest women I've ever met. I don't know if that's in the film, but it's pretty funny. Cut to interior, a Washington saloon. All right. A waitress sits two drinks down in front of Kathy and Ross, who is sitting across from each other in a booth. I think they actually order, and he says, I'll have a beer. I don't know. There's some weird moment here where where, uh, Cruz does something weird. Anyway, Ross, that was nice work today. The redirect on Howard. It's kind of upsetting to even know that in the military, the fucking opposition, that the opposing fucking lawyers play softball together, basketball together, and have drinks during the thing to go like, hey, good job today. Good job, good job on fucking me over today. No, you, you didn't. No, you, you. Who's got two thumbs and loves the way you're handling your side of the case? This guy. Anyway, I don't, I don't know if it's true, if that's how it happens, but it's going on in this bar. Kathy says I have Parkinson. Uh, Ross only takes a moment to digest this. Uh, Ross, where is he? Motel room in Arlington with 14 federal marshals outside his door. Take a sip of your drink. Damn. The transfer order is that Parkinson. Signed is phony. That's supposed to say Markinson. The transfer order that Markinson signed is phony. And Jessup's statement that the 6 a.m. flight was the first available is a lie. We're checking the Tower Chief's log. But in the meantime, I'm going to put the Apostle John Kendrick on the stand and see if I can't get a have a little fun. Ooh, he's just going to tell him, like, I'm going to fuck with Kendrick. By the way, I thought Kendrick was his first name. It's Apostle. I don't even... Did he say Apostle? Is he being sarcastic? Or is that supposed to be, like, the airman... I don't know. I don't know. We're going to have to let that one go. Page 109. Ross takes another sip of his drink, then lays it on the line for Caffey. Okay, so these guys are going at it. I'm going to take a drink because they're taking drinks. Mm. You guys let the vote. Maybe I'll put a poll up. Should Stink continue to drink fucking uh, cheap beers during the podcast uh, or not? You tell me. This podcast is owned and operated really by the fan. 19 people who, who apparently, I, I got to get it to 50, but we, I, today I was like, 22 people have fucking listened to the podcast. Uh, you know, they're the, they're the user count. We need to get up to 50. was at 22, now it's down to 18. So as soon as I said that, four people were like, fuck you, I'm out. So it's going well. Okay, so these guys are having drinks, and then now they're going to do some lawyering fucking uh, gameplay. This is uh, Jumpin' Jack Ross, who's a gas, gas, gas. Uh, played by Kevin Bacon and uh, Tom Cruise playing Caffey on page 109 of the Few Good Men script. I'm Stinky Think Tank. This is going well. Ross, I have an obligation to tell you that if you accuse Kendrick or Jessup of any crime without proper evidence, you'll be subject to court martial for professional misconduct. And that's something that'll be stapled to every job application you ever fill out. Markinson's not gonna hold you up. He's a crazy man. I'm not saying this to intimidate you. I'm being your lawyer. I've always wondered how that works like one lawyer being the other guy's lawyer that's kind of like is he just is he saying that as a fucking figure of speech or is that is that some like law that I don't know about doesn't matter Caffey thanks Jack and I want to tell you that I think the whole fucking bunch of you are certifiably insane and this code of honor of yours makes me want to beat the shit out of something Ross don't you dare lump me in with the Jessup and Markinson and Kendrick because we wear the same uniform I'm your friend Danny and I'm telling you I don't think your clients belong in jail, but I don't get to make that decision. I represent the government of the United States without passion or prejudice, and my client has a case. I want you to acknowledge that the judge advocate has made you aware of the possible consequences involved of accusing a Marine officer of a felony without proper evidence. Caffey, I have been so advised. Ross stands up and heaves a couple bucks on the table. You got bullied into that courtroom, Danny. By everyone. By Dawson. By Galloway. Shit, I practically dared you. Not for a second have you believed you could win. You got bullied into that room by the memory of a dead lawyer. And then Caffey delivers a good one. You're a lousy fucking softball player, Jack. Your boys are going down. I can't stop it anymore. Cut to interior courthouse corridor day. People are filing in. Kendrick is standing at the entrance of the door of the courtroom. Caffey glides past him. Caffey batter up, JJ. I don't know who JJ is, but... Okay, cool. Kendrick watches this impudent thing walk into the courtroom as we have a drink. Fuck, thing's gonna get fucking toasty. Mm mm mm. Marla's still asleep on my chair, so I'm using a stool. But I think I got the mic better, right? We're we're learning. The impudent thing walks by. Okay, they're cut to courtroom day. Kendrick's on the stand. What drives Caffey's entire examination of Kendrick is this. Caffey's got him. He's going to win. At least this round, all he has to do is not let his emotions take control of his professional skill. Oh, jeez, Easy peasy. You want to know how I got around that little fucking rule of life? Don't, don't let your fucking emotions take control of your professional skill. I'm a musician, and an actor, and a podcaster, and I let emotions take control of everything. So I just made it my, f- f- that's my professional skill. But I'm not in the fucking courtroom that day, so yeah, I get it. Caffey's going to have to keep his shit together. Sam will have files and documents ready to hand Caffey as if he needs them. Caffey, Lieutenant Kendrick, in your opinion, was Private Santiago a good Marine? Kendrick, I'd say he was about average. I'm I'm probably going to fucking shout a little bit, so I'll turn the audio a little bit down. I hope the audio's not too bad out there. Let me know how fucked up it is. You know, I'm not great at it. Caffey, Lieutenant. You signed three fitness reports on San Diego. On all three reports, you indicated a rating of below average. Yes, Private Santiago was below average. I didn't see the need to trample on a man's grave. He's a fuck. He, fuck. I'm not Kiefer's a dick. We appreciate that, but you're under oath now, and I think it would be unpleasant, as it may. We'd all just assume we'd like to hear the truth, something like that. I'm aware of my oath. Caffey's handed some more files. Caffey, Lieutenant. These are the last three fitness reports you signed for Lance Corporal Dawson and PFC Downey. Downey received three straight marks of exceptional. Dawson received two marks of exceptional. But on this most recent report, dated June 9th of this year, he received a rating of below average. Is that because... Oh, sorry. It's that last uh, report that I'd like to discuss for a moment. I started thinking again. I'm sorry. I got to find that tweet. Because I, I asked what the brig was, and the guy who answered was so fucking cool, and this whole scene's going to remind me of that. I'll, uh, next next episode, it'll happen. I swear to God, I'm going to fucking put it on. Okay, so Kendrick, that's fine. Okay, Kathy, Lance, Capri- Lance Corporal Dawson's ranking after infantry training school was perfect. Records indicate that over half the class has since been promoted to full corporal, while Dawson has remained a Lance Corporal. Um, insert stink... I don't, I don't know what any of this fucking means. Uh, and per- parenthetical, moving on. Was Dawson's promotion held up because of the last uh, fitness report? I'm sure it was. Do you recall why Dawson was given such a poor grade on this report? Page 112. I'm sure I don't. I have many men under my charge, Lieutenant. I read many fitness reports. Do you recall an incident involving a PFC Curtis Barnes who'd been found stealing liquor from the officer's club? Yes. Did you report Private Barnes to the proper authorities? Here's that. Fuck. Okay. I hope I get this right because this is fucking Kiefer being so fucking Kiefer. And he goes far with this. I have two books by my bedside, Lieutenant the Marine Code Connect and the King James Bible. The only proper authorities I'm aware of are my commanding officer, Colonel James, and <laughs> Colonel fucking Nathan R. Jessup, and the Lord our God. <laughs> He's, he, it's almost like the fucking uh, the Carl from fucking Armageddon. The way how, how offensive he's like, and, and the Lord our God. Shut up, fucking Kiefer. Uh, Lieutenant Kendrick, at your request, I can have uh, the record reflect your lack of acknowledgement of this court as a, as a proper authority. Ross, objection, argumentative, uh, and, and uh, the judge sustained. Caffey, so, watch yourself, Counselor. I've just gotten a warning. Caffey uh, doesn't give a shit. Did you report uh, Private Barnes to your superiors? Uh, I remember thinking very highly of Private Barnes and not wanting to see his record tarnished by such a formal charge. You preferred for it to be handled within the unit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cruz gets all snarky and fucking in his face with it. You preferred to be handled in your unit. Uh, I most certainly did. Lieutenant, do you know what a code red is? Yes, I do. Have you ever ordered a code red? No, I have not. Lieutenant, uh, did, you order a, did you order Dawson and two other men to make sure that Private Barnes received no food or drink except water for a period of seven days? Uh, that's a distortion of the truth. Private Barnes was placed on barracks restriction. He was given water and vitamin supplements, and I assure you, at no time, his health was in danger. He sounds like fucking Boss Hog. I'm sure it was lovely for Private Barnes, says Kathy, but uh, you did order the barracks restriction, didn't you? And you did order the denial of food. Yes. Wasn't this form of discipline be considered a code red? Not necessarily. I I don't know why... uh, I'd waver between nailing these things and becoming like a 19... Or a fucking 1814 fucking minstrel fucking... not, not I don't know. I, I need like a top hat. on, good day. I'm horrible with voices in this fuck, but okay, not necessarily. It's Kiefer says that. Uh, bottom of page 113. If I called the other 8,000 men at Guantanamo Bay to testify, would they consider it a code red? Is it really fucking 8,000 guys on there? Jesus Christ, that seems really fucking not... like uh, we need to not do that. By the way, if if I, if if, uh, if I told you there was this fucking great movie written about what goes on down at Guantanamo Bay, and and it, it, you ended up learning that this is what this is what it was, like the way we treat each other is the problem down there, dude. There's a lot of other shit going down in Guantanamo, for but that's not what this is about. And, and, and I'm going to read you that fucking tweet from the guy that was from the Navy who explained the brig to me because it's really heartwarming. So it kind of, I don't know why I'm bringing this up during Kendrick because that guy's a fucking fool. But anyway, okay. So Ross says, please, the court, the witness can't possibly testify as to what 8,000 other men would say. We object to this entire line of questioning as argumentative and irrelevant badgering of a witness. Randolph, the, the judge wish they just said fucking judge. But I guess he's not a judge. Is he, he's just a, a higher-ranking officer. They act as judge and jury. They're, they're the judges. Well, Ross calls him a judge in a minute, so hang on. The government's objection is sustained, Lieutenant Caffey. And I would remind you that you're now questioning Marine officer with an impeccable service record. Whoever does play that judge does a great job. Ross, thank you, judge. Okay, so Caffey looks over at Dawson like, ah, fuck. We're getting getting—we're busted. They share a brief moment before Caffey turns back to Kendrick. Uh, Captain, Lieutenant, was was Dawson given a rating of below average on this last fitness report because you learned he'd been sneaking food to private barns? Not so fast. Lieutenant, Uh, Corporal Dawson was found to be below average because he committed a crime. What crime did he commit, Lieutenant Kendrick? Dawson brought a hungry guy some food. What crime did he commit? He disobeyed an order. And because he did, because he exercised his own set of values, because he made a decision about the welfare of a Marine that was in conflict with an order of yours, he was punished, is that right? Corporal Dawson displayed an order. <laughs> yes, but it, it wasn't an order, was it? After all, it's peacetime. He wasn't being asked to secure a hill or advance on a beachhead. I mean, surely a Marine... Of Dawson's intelligence can be trusted to determine on his own which are the really important orders, and which orders may, say, be morally questionable. Lieutenant Kendrick? Can he? Can Corporal Dawson determine on his own which orders he's going to follow? No, he cannot. A lesson he learned after the Curtis Barnes incident, am I right? I would think so. You know so, don't you, Lieutenant. Object sustained. See, uh, fucking Caffrey has to just not be a. I look. I I relate, right? I always say the fucking fourteen extra things, but Caffrey just needs to shut the fuck up, and he and he would be getting at least some traction. But then he he fucking blows it anyway. Sustained. Lieutenant Kendrick, one final question: If you ordered Dawson to give Santiago a coat red, please the court. I told those men not to touch Santiago. Is it reasonable to think that he would have disobeyed you again? Lieutenant, don't answer that. You don't have to. I'm through. Page 116. Ross Ross doesn't even wait before he says, Lieutenant Kendrick, did you order Corporal Dawson and Private Downey to give Willie Santiago a code red? Lieutenant Kendrick, did you? No, I did not. Thank you. Okay. Uh, let's stop right there, guys. These are these are good episodes, right? Who gives a shit? Here's another one. It's.
0: Thank you for choosing the Stinky Think Tank podcast. This concludes today's episode. Please remain in your until the light turns
1: on and a monkey will be along shortly to take you to your exit. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Son, we live in a world that has walls and those walls have to be guarded by men with guns. Who's gonna do it? You? You, Lieutenant Weinberg? I have a greater responsibility than you can possibly fathom you weep for santiago and you curse the marines you have that luxury you have the luxury of not knowing what i know that santiago's death while tragic probably saved lives and my existence while grotesque and incomprehensible to you saves lives you don't want the truth because deep down in places you don't talk about at parties you want me on that wall you need me on that wall We use words like honor, code, loyalty. We use these words as the backbone of a life spent defending something. You use them as a punchline. I have neither the time nor the inclination to explain myself to a man who rises and sleeps under the blanket of the very freedom that I provide and then questions the manner in which I provide it. I would rather you just said thank you and went on your way. Otherwise, I suggest you pick up a weapon and stand a post. Either way, I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to. Thank you for playing, should we or should we not follow the advice of the galactically stupid...